0: hey there oregon surf riders it's tuesday june 9th 2020 and welcome to another edition of flyburn's policy podcast charlie Plybin, oregon policy manager coming at you today from my new home office here in south beach oregon Um, It is a rainy nasty day today, um, one day following World Ocean Day and I want to start off today's episode by acknowledging it's been a little while since I've chatted with our network and I apologize, the world has been um, moving in strange directions for the past couple of months with the pandemic and that has led to a lot of uncertainties uh, as well as a lot of um, organizationally sort of adaptive management, um, both both uh, mission-related and also kind of administrative. So uh, I apologize. I think it's been since March since I've given you guys a, a solid update with uh, the podcast. Um, hopefully you've been following along with our newsletters and our online updates uh, and, and know that I'll be a little, a little bit more committed moving forward to trying to give you guys a bit more updates. Um Uh, maybe bi-weekly or even uh, weekly potentially uh, with some Zoom meetings intermixed in between there so I can actually see some faces. So um, yeah, it's just been a lot, you know, administratively uh, things are different. Uh, Environmental rollbacks are happening uh, at the federal level. That's been very challenging and having impacts here locally. Um, State budgets have been restricted, which is having impacts on... Positions, natural resource positions that we've fought for for decades. Um, beach accesses are, 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 are not open, that used to be open, and, and that has its ancillary impacts um, as well. Illegal dumping, you name it. Uh, lots of stuff are happening. On top of that, we've been sort of running this statewide process for um, designating new protected areas in the ocean, and that's been a, a, a big whirlwind for me. But enough excuses. Uh, moving forward, I just wanted you guys to know I'm going to try and be a bit more engaged with ongoing communications so that we can stay uh, up to date. Um, so I, I do want to start off the show today by addressing some of the um, what we're seeing in the world around us and responding to these recent acts of of racial violence in the United States and, and the, the protests and the reaction of Americans, um, rightly so, uh, in, in in response to all of that. And so, um, one, uh, as a historically white organization, Surfrider Foundation uh, has a lot to unpack. And we started unpacking probably about a year ago before all of this really happened through a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. So I want folks to know that there's several different ways that if you're interested in intercepting, um, the issue that's happening around us, um, there are ways through our national organization, through, uh, more formally through a diverse, diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. Um, but then there's also ways regionally within your chapters, and within the state here that, that Bree and I are gonna be working through um, to better address some of the systemic racism uh, that exists within our organization. And we need to, um, we need to recognize that, um, that, that, that uh, racism is an issue that intersects our organization and intersects our organization here in Oregon. It um, intersects the issues that we work on, the people that we engage with, the opportunities that we provide for others, um, the policies that we enact can disproportionately affect different parts of the population. These are the things that we, we have to come to grips with as an organization and we have to do it now. And so Bree and I are gonna be working very closely with you guys. Moving forward to learn a little bit better about who we are and who we want to be in Oregon, and we're going to sort of lay some bones down behind the actions that we want to take. Um, right now, I think that people are hungry for action, and we're going to provide you with some opportunities for that immediately. In fact, in the, the notes to this, um, this podcast, I will provide you some links to other organizations, places to give. Um, And some of our groups that we've actually partnered with in the past uh, that are are well-equipped right now to directly support the movement that's happening. And while I believe that there's a lot of intersectionality with the environmental work that we do, I still think there's a lot of unpacking for our organization and learning for our organization so that we are effective and so that the changes that we make now are timeless and they're not a moment in time because this isn't a moment in time. We need to make organizational changes forever. So um, I'm going to stop for a moment and just read to you the statement that we put out from our national network on what's happening in the world around us right now. For 35 years, the Surfrider Foundation has focused on grassroots organizing in communities across the US to ensure that everyone has a voice when it comes to protecting and enjoying our coast. A core tenet of our work has been to ensure the ocean, waves, and beaches are safe and accessible to all people. We recognize that we can't solve our environmental challenges without also addressing our social challenges. We know that protecting the world's ocean waves and beaches depends on learning from our community, standing solidarity with our allies, working towards a more just future both for people and the planet. The Surfrider Foundation and our network of chapters, clubs, and activists across the United States is saddened, frustrated, and angry about the continuous violence driven by systemic racism in our society. We express solidarity with Black people across the U.S. who face yet another outrageous and needless act of violence and recognize that Black, Indigenous, and communities of color are impacted daily by social and environmental injustice. With humility, we vow to take action. As such, the Surfrider Foundation is committed to empowering our staff, members, and chapter activists to learn, act, stay engaged, um, and, and, and put some bones behind what we're saying right now. And so, Those are great words, and it was a great first step in our organization coming out and saying that this intersects our mission. It's time for us to do the work now to say, how is this going to intersect our mission? Uh, How are we disproportionately affecting other populations with our policies? How are we working to raise and empower new voices? How are we working to educate ourselves? Who do we want to be, and who um, who are we now? And so there's a bit of work that we got to do. Bree and I are going to be doing a lot of that work in the next couple of weeks here. Um, We've both felt an interest to really jump out and I think lead and give you guys immediate actions on this. Um, And and I think that your best actions right now are frankly with some other organizations if you want to impart change uh, with this issue. We are going to make this intersect with our mission in the way that it makes the best sense and the way that it's right. Um, but there's the need to act now and there are actions that you can take now and we're gonna provide you some guidance on that. Um, and, and, and we will work with you to see what this means for our organization moving forward. Um, I thank everyone for, for your understanding and, and, and allowing us to be vulnerable and um, allowing us the, the humility uh, to, to work through this issue. Um, I think it's something obviously long <laughs> overdue for our nation. Um, uh, but if not now, then when? And if not us, then who? Um, you know, if we really want to be a part of the change, it's, uh, it's going to be time that we're going to all have to get a little uncomfortable. And... I see this as an opportunity for our organization. I think a diverse organization is a stronger organization. I think a diverse world and a shift in our power systems is exactly what this country needs. And and it is. It's gonna be messy, it's gonna be uncomfortable, and it's gonna be a process and a journey. And I invite you on that journey with us at Surfrider. Um Don't get me wrong, we are fundamentally here for the protection and enjoyment of our oceans, waves, and beaches and our mission will not change and we will stay core and true to our work. We're just going to be more true, we're going to be more core, and we're going to be stronger because we're going to do this through a better, more equitable lens. And, you know, I want to take a few words and leave you guys with a few words um, from a, a, a blog piece that I read um, in greenbiz.com uh, that was passed on to me from a colleague and um, really challenging people like us, likely people like you, to think about some some really important questions. Um, as we face this moment in time and you know what was it number one that led you to work with surf rider in the first place and was that to protect something maybe to protect something that wasn't protected Um, to ensure the well-being of future generations to engender community resilience maybe through climate change issues um, to create solutions to big, seemingly intractable problems, or maybe simply just to make the world a better place. You know, and I think as we reflect and, and honestly think about our answers to those questions, um, it, it's we're going to have to get uncomfortable. We're going to have to expand our social and professional circles. We're going to have to listen. We're going to have to ask questions. <laughs> We're going to have to engage with empathy. It's time to study how our nation is systematically oppressed, crippled, and stolen from the black community. And as we get a little uncomfortable with that, as we say the names Ahmad, Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Eric Garner, we can begin to heal and uproot some of this deep-seated racism in our society and commit to real actions uh, as a nation, as, as organizations, and individuals. And I'm, I'm excited for this, for Surfrider, I'm excited for our organization, to be strengthened through this. I'm excited for new things to come. And um, I thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be in touch more often. Look for some opportunities coming out from Brie and I here soon and look in the comments of the podcast uh, for some follow-up actions. Um, Brie is starting a book club uh, for uh, social justice. Uh, last-minute call for that here this week to get back with her if you're interested. We have a great diverse crowd of folks that are engaging in that and some um, diversity, equity, inclusion professionals as well in that group. So we invite you uh, to join, get in touch with Bree or myself if you're interested in joining. Um, And uh, we have arrived at almost 15 minutes and I have not left our race and social justice issues (laughs) so i am going to actually cap it off here this evening it is getting late and i want to get this out to you guys um i will come in again this week and give you an update on plastic pollution legislation Um, Some recent victories from the field, uh, what's going on in Coos Bay with uh, LNG export, uh, as well as some important processes happening within the Ocean Policy Advisory Council for uh, designating new uh, protected areas in our ocean. So look for that coming up later this week on another podcast. And uh, I bid you good night, farewell, stay safe stay strong and uh yeah give somebody some love if you can it's uh these are hard times and we all deserve a little bit of love good night